Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for the most average podcast ever. It's Zach. What were they what we thought they were? The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. And the news. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right, folks, welcome Zach in the Nose podcast. This is volume 35, fantasy football at its finest. And to do a podcast, you need to have a partner in crime, unless you're doing a solo one like a loser. We don't do that. We are Zach and the Nose, so I bring on the Nose at Spencer Nose on Twitter, N-O-S-E. Spencer, good evening, good morning, good night, good anything to you. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We have some breaking news in a second, but first, welcome here. Volume 35 of our podcast, Volume 35 means what to the nose? The Reggie Lewis uh, podcast. He was my favorite, one of my favorite Celtics after uh, Larry Bird went into the retirement. I'm obviously a huge Celtics fan. And when he passed away, it was actually a very, very sad moment for me. So believe it or not, when I started my basketball fantasy league in 2002. About 17 years ago. That's correct. We... uh, we named it the Reggie Lewis Fantasy Memorial League because I it's my league. I started. I'm still the commissioner. And um, here we are 17 years later. And uh, number 35, Reggie Lewis, I love you, brother. All right, volume 35 means Reggie Lewis to the nose. Volume 35 to Zach means a Christian Okoye edition of the podcast. Anyways, let's get to the real news. Breaking news we have here on the podcast. How about this? Zach and the Nose went from a weekly little segment with the Nose on the Joe Rose Show to our own podcast, and we've upgraded once more to a live show on 560 QAM from 6 to 8 p.m. on Thursdays before Thursday Night Football, unless there's a conflict with one of the other professional teams we have here on QAM. But if we don't, we'll be leading you up to Thursday Night Football with Fantasy Football Talk, 6 to 8 p.m. Zach and the Nose goes live. Live. Wow. This is an amazing moment. Uh, it's one of my biggest dreams, and you helped me make this happen. This is all I've ever wanted was to break into this industry. And as a 40-year-old dude, it finally happened. So, Well, congratulations to you. And uh, let's just kill it then, huh? We're going to kill it. We're going to do it. We're going to have a lot of fun doing it. It's fantasy football. Everyone is into fantasy football, and if you're not, you should be anyways. All right, let's get on to our podcast. We have a lot to talk about. Week three of the NFL is gone. Week four is about to start. But like we like to do here on the podcast, we get to give a little 10 observations of stuff that the nose saw in week three, whether it is fortunate or unfortunate for your fantasy team. We talk about it here. I kind of know where number one is going to go here. Um, and probably number two at this point as well for the same team. But let's start off with the 10 observations from the nose from week three of the fantasy football season. So if you had Saquon Barkley and you probably picked him with the first pick overall, you are right now absolutely livid. Um, This is a devastating injury. This is a devastating news to fantasy owners. Uh, He's looking like he's going to be missing six to eight weeks. So after the first three weeks already – you're now looking at losing about 60 to 70% of your fantasy season from the number one player coming into the year. 
this is devastation. I'm not going to sugarcoat it to you. There's nothing really for somebody. I don't want anybody to go up to an owner and be like, no, this is okay. It's, it's totally cool. No, it's not. You're on a pure uphill battle from right now. As you know, like last year, Le'Veon Bell. Right, right. That's well, the example of my league. He was the number one pick. We, I'm in a keeper league, so the two picks, top picks last year in my league were uh, Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. I ended up with David Johnson, who had a really you know, not a great year for a number two pick. But the guy who picked number one overall, Le'Veon Bell, thought he was going to have a great season, didn't play one game, and the number one pick overall in our league to that team was eighth or ninth place at the end of the season. Not a very good run, and that's what's going to probably end up happening with Saquon owners this season. It's a disaster. Um, so what do you, excuse me, what do you do when uh, you lose the best player in the league? First off, we do not give up, okay? We're also we're not sugarcoating this and saying this is not going to be brutal, but we are not going to give up. So the first thing you need to do, and again, based on when you listen to this, I hope you picked up Wayne Gallman, the Clemson uh, running back who's now been there for the Giants for a few years. Listen, you got to roster him, and we'll discuss matchups, you know, Basically, like this week, the Giants are playing the Redskins in their home. That's a pretty decent matchup for a Wayne Gallman to fill in for a Saquon Barkley. Um, so first, make sure you get his backup. And then secondly, um, if you're going to be in a position after this week that you're going to be one and three or oh and four, it is time to look at your best player. And I'm sure with Barkley gone, you know, your best players are second or third round pick, maybe a top wide receiver. You got to look to try to do a two for one. You got to try to have a filled out roster because you picking up um, waiver wire fodder, as I call it, guys that could get you nothing uh, on a weekly basis is going to just simply put you in the cellar of your fantasy league. So uh, let me just say, Saquon Barkley owners, I feel for you. It sucks. It sucks because we we get so engulfed in our fantasy teams and Sundays in front of the red zone. Sometimes there's just nothing better for, at least for me, there's nothing better. And then just to have your season washed away from an injury, it sucks. You know, Tyreek Hill owners went through the same thing. you just got to keep moving forward. And again, if you have any questions, you could tweet me at Spencer Knows and I'll try to, you could send me your roster and I'll tell you what I think you should do. Um, but right now, if you're a Saquon Barkley owner, I'm just saying I'm sorry. Yeah, it stinks. Uh, but there's some good news, I guess, for Giant fans out there and maybe even fantasy football fans out there that are in two quarterback leagues or single quarterback oh, leagues. Oh, yeah, baby. Daniel Jones, the oh. Giants found their guy. I ripped that team to shreds after the NFL draft for going so high up to take Daniel Jones with Haskins still on the board and a lot of other positions needed by the Giants. And guess what? I'm quietly backing up. He was not worse than your brother who was at a bar and oh, makes a whole stink left, and cries like a little girl. Joshy, tighten up over there. Trust Gettleman. Everybody was wrong. I mean, everybody. There's films and there's bits out there of literally every single professional out there just saying how horrible this pick was. God, this guy Gettleman must be just sitting back doing this lean back move, hands behind his head. He hit a home run. This kid is legit. We all have eyes. This is what I. This show is going to be about. This podcast, a show, our show. It's all about logic. It's all about using our eyes. This kid passes every sniff test. Okay, and guess what, people? Daniel Jones is at home against the Redskins, who made Mitchell Trubisky look good, and he is a disaster. So I'm immediately telling you, if that guy, I mean, I'm sure he's not on your waivers wires anymore, but I am starting him in a lot of leagues right now. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback play this week. Uh, every player on his team now takes a, uh, you know, a step forward 
I mean, did you see Evan Ingram? Right. 75 yards later, he's he's a weapon. Daniel Jones could run the ball. He could throw the he ball. He ran into touchdowns. Two touchdowns. It was an Ridiculous. insane game. 336 yards in the air, two touchdowns, and then 28 yards on the ground with another two? Are you kidding me? I mean, unless you have a top quarterback like a Mahomes or a Deshaun Watson, obviously you're starting that kind of player. But Daniel Jones is definitely a guy that needs to be considered to be starting this week. Um, again, it depends on your quarterbacks. It, but, if, you know, for example, um, you know, the Saints are at home against the Cowboys. Like, you're starting a Daniel Jones over any of those type of guys. Right, right. right. You know, Dak Prescott is going to be still somebody you're gonna, in that same game. as You're, you're going to start him ahead of Daniel Jones. But I'm telling you, if you got him on your team and you have some issues – I'd start looking to trade either Daniel Jones and or your current starting running back to fill a need at running back and wide receiver. Yep. It's real. It's super crazy how everybody had an opinion on this. I've never seen sports talk absolutely blow up like this. And uh, long story short, if you own Daniel Jones, you're smiling ear to ear, and I highly recommend you start him this week if you uh, don't have a great start with your current starter. Right, and not only that, but uh, Golden Tate comes back soon for that team as well. So, like, there's a there's a couple. That's another weapon. Oh, we're going to we're going to talk point. about yeah, the, yeah, these yeah. players in a few bit. I mean, yeah, there, there's weapons there. Uh, Evan Ingram is again a guy that we were talking about. It. There was a top three and a half tight ends. That was our draft special. There was there was Kelsey Ertz. And uh, Kittle, which were obvious, but I said Evan Ingram Could is, in, is, is right. in that mix. That was with Eli, right? But that's yeah. the thing. It was all because of Eli. Now you have Daniel Jones, and boom, Evan Ingram is right with top all flight guy now. Top, top flight. So, all right, give, very me, cool. give me some more stuff. What'd you learn in week three? All right, we'll just bust it out. You know, the Jets are on a bye this week, but uh, if you're. Uh, you know, you're looking at Le'Veon Bell right now, and you're really nervous because he was a uh, pick that was between nine and twelve on average in, in your drafts, and this is a disaster. Your boy Gazy is just, uh, or Gaze, however you want to pronounce it. It's Gaze. Okay, whatever it is, it's not good. Um, a lot of it's not his fault. You know, his starter goes down with mono. Are you kidding me? That's what happens when you kiss the wrong person. Are you kidding me? It's happened to my boy Shag a whole bunch of times. Of course it has. <laughs> Legend. Um, listen, uh, if you're right now a Jets um, owner of the uh, uh, Robbie Anderson as well as a guy that I was super high on coming into the season, until Sam Darnold is back, the uh, Jets situation is a debacle. And I don't have a lot of answers for you. Sometimes you make bad picks. And right now Le'Veon Bell's looking like that. Next on the list, okay, just keep it going. Ride it out. All right, I thought you were going to lead me no, in. No, no, right, ride listen. it out. This is your, I'm just here. You are, but you're helping me out. All right, the New England Patriots running back situation. What a disaster. Uh, a lot of people may or may not know James Devlin, the fullback for uh, the Patriots, was actually a really important player for that team. Yes, the position is going extinct, but he was the fullback for Sonny Michel in their running offense. Uh, right now, with him being out for the year, there is a trend looking that Sony Michelle, who was a player who was going between rounds four and six, which is still a very valuable pick in your draft, he's not getting the rushes right now. Burkhead's getting more rushes than him. And now you take Devlin out of the situation, which means to me, I believe Tom Brady is going to be using James White a lot more in a passing you know, just dump downs, a lot of passing. A little scat back type a little of scat back. Good yeah. call. You're going to get some inside carries and all, but overall... Sony Michelle has a very big bust possibility looking on him. I'd like to see how they utilize him as the weather gets colder there because this is standard the Patriots right now. 
they went in their first two series basically last week. They just went to shotgun and they were not running the ball at all. That was just Brady's show. And it just shows that the Patriots every week have a different plan. And sometimes when Michelle's not in that plan, you're going to get yourself, you know, five to six fantasy points at right. best. He had, thank God for their owners, he had one five yard touchdown. But other than that, he's nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. So yep. right now, you know, people are picking up Burkhead and I, I do like the pickup, but, um, yeah, man, that whole situation is pretty ugly. Uh, I know where your next one is going, and you should say his name, and you could even go on past that. Pat Mahomes. Right, that's it. You could just stop. I'm going to just say he's putting up John Madden numbers. Like, and ridiculous. He, he, the only comparison that we've ever had to this is when both of us were back in college together was watching Kurt Warner right. throwing the ball to Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. But guess what? You know, he's got some good players, Mahomes, on the on the wide receivers, but they ain't Torrey Holt, and they ain't Isaac no. Bruce. Oh, let's Not even Oz Hakeem. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look right? at you. Yeah. But I, what I was really going with this is he had Marshall Falk to Kurt Warner, right. who would be catching balls for 75 yards. Mahomes is doing all of this with very minimal talent. It's insane what he's doing. And I'm just going to keep telling you that I am changing my mind week after week that he should be and could be a first round pick next year. Let's just still monitor it. But At what I, point are you going to tell someone to draft him number one overall? I'm not there yet, but, but you're getting there. I'm getting. Damn. It's, I mean, it's getting closer I'm, to I'm getting, that. Might be a little bit, you know, of an extreme. But like, if he's putting up these numbers every single week, throwing for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns in a season, you can win your league with a guy like because that. Because he's so much further ahead. I mean, Lamar Jackson's pretty close right now, and Dak Prescott's pretty good too. But he's so farther ahead than say the fourth guy that the difference in points then that when you're doing and you're doing your analytics and you're you're figuring it out when you're drafting. That spread is so big that it may be worthy of the spread that, you know, the reason why you take running back so early is because there's a few of those, what is it, bell cow guys, yes. right? Okay, then after that, you know, you lose out on uh, big points when there's guys that are splitting committee guys. Uh, but now the, the argument is Mahomes could be making such a huge spread at quarterback that the spread at the wide receiver and running back position is going to be that much less. Smaller, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So anyway, I know we, we're not going to beat on this, but God bless every week. Mahomes wow. is the number one quarterback every single week so far. You never see that either. All right, give me a couple more uh, of your observations from week three. Russell Wilson was insane good, and I thought New Orleans uh, secondary with Mashawn Lattimore was pretty, you know, was going to be a pretty darn good secondary. Man, am I impressed with Russell Wilson. 406 passing yards, 51 yards on the ground, four total touchdowns. This is just a reminder, everybody, that Russell Wilson could still be a top-tier quarterback. He sort of took a hit a little bit this year. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I really believe that he's going to be... Um, he could end up being a top seven fantasy quarterback, even top five. And why I'm bringing him up, he's going against the worst, worst defense I've seen in a long time in the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll discuss that in a little bit when we do our nose picks. All right. I like that tease. Well done. Okay, great. Um, I'll be quick now. Some dude named Kyle Allen now is uh, uh, is the Panthers quarterback, and the dude threw for four touchdowns. Uh, he was a gunslinger out of Houston. He made Greg Olson look like relevant again, essentially. Right. I forgot um, he was in the NFL. Greg he Olsen. was throwing darts. He hit uh, Moore, DJ Moore, on on a, on a crossing pattern that all of a sudden, 52 yards later, it's a touchdown. And then we hear the report. We have a Lisfranic, uh injury with uh, Cam Newton. He might be out for the rest of the year. That's amazing. If, if the Panthers do right by Cam Newton, they will put him on the IR and let him come back when he's fully healthy. I don't know when the last time he was fully healthy. That's the problem. 
it's starting to get to that point where if he can't run, he's just in term. He's just not going to be. He a can't great, throw the ball either. Like, I'm not as Something you know. I'm not a Cam Newton guy. Yeah. I was three to four years ago when he's he was the MVP. When he was fresh, the legs. I mean, he could do anything. He's not the same player, and we've seen this. Uh, players that use their legs so much and they take the beating that they do, their careers just are just a little shorter than shelf life for a running back. Three and a half years when you're a running quarterbacks, probably less than that. Right, and so you know the Drew Breeses and the Tom Brady's, the guys who go into their forties, they're not taking the beating that Cam did. But anyway, Kyle Allen is a guy that right now I think you should be putting on your uh, fantasy roster if you have the space because I really liked what he saw. So I'm not getting excited about it. He is a backup, but sometimes these injuries, these players come out of nowhere and they could be studs. And I just wanted to say I was really impressed with how he looked. Yep. Next. I knew you're doing this one. Okay. Uh Jameis Winston is my he he was my guy and I had a rough start to the season as you know. I put a lot into Jameis and he had a very, very rough first two weeks. Well, thank God he played the New York Giants because, oh my, the Jameis Winston to Mike Evans train, it came a-knocking, baby. It came a-knocking in a big way. So Jameis looked great last week. Um, Mike Evans had eight catches for 190 and three touchdowns. This was an amazing sight, but we're not getting too excited because Tampa Bay's next four games are freaking brutal. And when he has brutal matchups, I'm nervous for Jameis. He's at the Rams this week. He then goes to the Saints, then he's home versus the Panthers, and then he, then he's at Tennessee. This is not ideal. This is not a great next four weeks for him. So I'm really looking to see what he does this week in what I think. I mean, Aaron Donald's going to be in his face. That's a, That defensive line is going to be all over him. They're really good, too. They're I'm really... really God, I, I'm, I'm still want Jameis to be good because I put my neck out there for him. I put my nose out there for him. Um, I'm just letting everybody know that overall what you saw last week, 380 yards, it's not going to likely happen this upcoming week. So if you have other players you could put in that have better matchups, I highly recommend it. All right, a couple more before we get out of the observations. Um, even though that the Steelers this week are at home against the Bengals, who are a pretty awful defense, I am completely scared for Pittsburgh's offense, and it really starts with the quarterback. Um, outside of a very fluky but very beautiful uh, Juju touchdown, um, the entire offense was disastrous last week. So um, I know it just shows what kind of player Big Ben was and how he kept that glue together with that team. Um, on Monday Night Football, I am very curious to see. I do believe that Jimmy Connors will have a uh, good game, but overall, yes, that was not the tennis player. That's called James. No, Con- that was a good That's one, James right? Connor. Well yes, done. I, I know what I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, okay. Um, and we'll discuss him in a little bit. But overall, if you are a person who picked Juju, I would highly recommend looking to trade him and getting the value before people start to really see that this could go bad. And finally, last observation, and, um, you know, why not talk about the mystical creature? Oh, I know who you're going The with. mystical creature called Gardner Minshew II. The legend of this dude is just growing and growing. I love the personality. I think he's um, actually hysterical, and I think he could be really good. The problem is he doesn't have elite weapons. I love DJ Shark, do 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 um, But Day-Day Westbrook looked pretty... Uh, pretty bad last week he dropped a few balls one including the end zone overall i would say 
He's a perfect backup for your fantasy team. A perfect backup for your fantasy team. Uh, but this week, at the Broncos, I do not recommend starting him. So people are getting excited about him because of the flair. Uh, he had a really good first half, but he died in the second half last week against the Titans. Overall, um, yeah, enjoy him as a backup. But let's not get too excited. And do not start him this week. Right, right. At that point. And he has one of the greatest mustachios of all time. I, the dude's a living lavish. I, I mean, you could have just started with that and dropped it after that. And I would have been fine with it. Okay, but... I wanted to give a little fantasy. No, of course, that, of course. No, because people get you know infatuated with things. But, well, of course. Okay. Shiny object in the corner. That's me. Right. I pick him up. I start dropping other guys, and then all of a sudden he has two bad weeks. And what the hell was I thinking? Right. Yeah. So that's yeah, I understand. But it's a really good story. There's actually a lot of really good quarterback stories around the league right now with so many guys going down and hurt. It's amazing what's right. happened and with just, the backup quarterback position. And now in fantasy football, starting a backup quarterback, which is probably one of the scariest things you could possibly do. All right, each week the nose gives you some picks, and then we go over the picks from the week before where there's some nose candy and nosebleeds. Let's start off with some nose candy from week three of the NFL season. We're just going to be real brief on this. Again, I, I recommended, I literally said, Jameis Winston has to have the game of, of his life right now or I will never mention his name ever again. He did. I was, he listened. I was going to go there. I was going to go on a hard stance of never saying his name physically on our podcast or the radio show ever again. It would have just been like crab legs or something like that. He saved, him. Fun. he saved himself, he did. and we might go back there, but he saved himself. 380 yards, three touchdowns. You know, Thank you. That's all I could say. I recommended Frank Gore. Uh, he was a simple play. He's getting most of the carries right now there because uh, Singletary got hurt. 75-plus yards later, a touchdown. Good stuff. Nelson Aguilar was my probably my best call of the week. Um, this is a guy that was a pick-em-up and start him, a legitimate dude that I had on many leagues saying, get this guy in your lineup. Because, you know, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson were hurt. Well, two touchdowns over 50 yards. He fit the bill. Thank you, Nose, on that one. Yeah, that was and then one. some nosebleeds. I just, you know, Stefan Diggs is a player that um, we're going to get into in, in, in a big way on the radio show. Uh, he's a player that right now I... I like. I want to talk to you about it. It's like a he. I a reckon therapy session. I do. It's a therapy session. Thank. You. Can I lie down right now? Can yes. I put this microphone on? Correct. This is the one of the more talented players in the NFL at his position. Why is he only getting three targets? Oh, he caught all three of his targets. What is going on over there? Yeah, yeah. Like no yardage. It was a horrible game. Bad game. I thought this would be the time, but it wasn't the time. And it was Adam Thielen again. And um, right now, Stefan Diggs is a player that um, I'm still going to say I believe is a buy-low candidate, but I'm nervous at the same time. But the talent is there. We've seen it for two straight years. So, um, yeah, I missed that one. And then I recommended Chris Godwin last week, and just, yeah, it was the Mike Evans show. So that just didn't work out. But, um it happens. It does happen. It's going to happen a lot during the season. We talk about the nosebleeds. We talk about the nose candy. We do it every week. All right. Now, we're on to week four of the NFL season. At this point, Thursday Night Football is coming up. Then you get the weekend of games. Uh, if you're listening to this past Thursday Night Football, then you just have the Sunday and the Monday night game to worry about at that point. Give me a couple uh, quarterbacks, a couple running backs, and a couple wide receivers, as we like to do each week, that pass the sniff test. Start with the quarterback position. Well, before we do that, we don't really normally talk about Thursday Night Football on this podcast because many of the times you guys are already not listening to it past it. But if you did catch it, 
um, Marquez, what is it, Valdez Scantling. Yes, okay. Green Bay, yes. This is one of my top waiver wire pickups of the week, and I live for him against the Eagles on Thursday night football. He's going to be a nose recommendation. Um, we're going to talk about him on the show. Um, but normally we leave the Thursday night football out. I just want to throw that one in there. Right, that's okay. a good one to pick okay, up. Okay, great. Yeah. So we discussed Russell Wilson. Uh, he's going against the, the, the Arizona Cardinals, who are ranked 24th against the pass. The Cardinals D, in my opinion, right now is officially the worst in the NFL. And yes, that's including the Miami Dolphins. This is how bad wow. it's, well, it's pretty damn close between the two of them. But, you know, coming off of 460, uh, 406 yards and four touchdowns last week, this is a must start this week. Just simply put, must start Russell Wilson. Next, I am so impressed with Frank Reich, who is one of my ultra nemesis. I'm a Houston Oilers fan, by the mm. way. And then I became a right. Titans fan, and then I became a fantasy fan. And I admit it, but when I can tell you, as one of my childhood memories, Frank Reich on the comeback game when the Bills were losing 35-3 to the Houston Oilers, Frank Reich came back with the help of Don Beebe and Andre, Andre Reid. Oh, my God, that guy. But anyway, of course, I had to just go off. That was a nice little I had to go off topic because, yeah. well, it was... I threw a baseball through my friend's uh, window. It's a long story. You pay for it? Uh, no. Okay. Um, long story short, Jacoby Brissett looks really good in the Frank Rock offense. This guy's an offensive genius right now. Um, Brissett this week is, as long as T.Y. Hilton is okay, they're going against the Raiders who can't stop uh, the pass right now. That they, ha- they lost Abrams for the year, um, ranked 25th against the pass, and I only expect that Brissett is going to keep going and keep playing well and keep throwing the ball down the field. Uh, the confidence is growing. So Jacoby Brissett, if you know, I know it's the bye week and I know no one's starting, uh, you know, if you had Jimmy Garoppolo in your lineup, which I doubt he was your starter, I would say, you you know, throw a Brissett in there. No one was starting Luke Falk for the Jets. So. No way. No way. So Brissett, though, is a player that, again, if you have a roster spot and he's a free agent, I do believe a steady stream of up into the right, which means he's going to keep going and getting better. Oh, last guy. I can't believe it. I know I'm going to I can't believe I'm doing it. Uh, the Red Rifle. Wow. Andy Dalton. Wow. Is it 2012 all over again, dude? It seems like it if you're picking him. Are you kidding me? This is what's happening right now. Wow. Right. But the wow is sort of real because. One thing about Andy Dalton is he's never been afraid to throw the ball. He throws the ball a lot. And my God, you know, he's got weapons out of nowhere. John Ross out of Washington, second year player. Last year got hurt. One of the fastest players. He may be in his third year. He's one of the fastest players in the NFL. He's now all of a sudden, uh, probably his third year. He's pr- all of a sudden, he is blowing up. And He's quick, man. He's really quick. He's really and with quick. Boyd on the other side, all of a sudden you have a, you have, you have a pretty goddamn good offense. Um Andy Dalton is going against the Steelers, and the Steelers' defense, well, they went and traded for Minka Fitzpatrick for a reason. 31st against the pass. Wow. Monday night football, I'm expecting the Bengals to put up points. I'm expecting 35 total points. So I'm riding Dalton, roadhouse style. Let's go. <laughs> R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. Well done. All right, those are the three quarterbacks that passed the sniff test for week four. Russell Wilson, Jacoby Brissett, and Andy Dalton. Give me a couple running backs this week that passed the sniff test. If you've been frustrated with Chris Carson, I'm telling you to start him, and you will not be frustrated after this week going against, again, the Cardinals. If you can't tell, I am all in on Seattle's offense in the 4 o'clock special. Um, G- Chris Conner. Will get his yards. He will get his touchdowns. He's going against the 30th ranked 
rush defense in the league. That's how bad this team is. Uh, Chris Carson's going to knock them over. So, you know, people might be saying, do I start him? Because last week he had a very below average game. Yes, start him. Next, this guy. You may have picked James Conner to be your first-round pick. Right. And if he went you, the first round of my draft. If you didn't, he was like an early second-round right. pick. yep. Bus City, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's sing it. What <laughs> a bust. Ay, ay, ay. But it's early, and I'm going saying, listen, this is the make-or-break-it week. This is it. Because if you're not going to be able to run the ball on the Bengals, we were talking about this game is good. I mean, I'm not a gambler, but I love the over. But uh, the Bengals... They can't run the ball. I mean, they can't stop the run either. So this is a make-or-breaker time for for Connor, and I believe in his ability. Last year was not a fluke. So um, it's been a rough start. He's been nicked up, and that's been a part of the problem. But I expect the soldier at home to let it rip. So, and last in the same game, finally another person who went in a very similar time as Connor, second round in every freaking league. Jersey Joe Mixon. Yeah. And finally last week we saw what he could actually do. And um, the Steelers don't have a good rush defense. So Monday Night Football, I'm recommending Dalton. I'm recommending uh, Mixon. And I'm recommending Connor. So I got a lot of action on that game. I'm expecting it to be a high-scoring game because I think their defenses overall are very underwhelming. All right. Three running backs that passed the sniff test for the nose. Chris Carson, James Connor, and Jersey Joe Mixon. All right. Wide receivers for week uh, four of the NFL season that passed the sniff test. I am now comfortable by saying that scary Terry McLaurin is a must start in fantasy football. Did you know, a little DYK, did you know that he has more fantasy points right now than, you know, Odell Beckham? I did not know that. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins? Did not know that either. Yeah, I know it's still a small sample size. but Doesn't matter, it's three weeks in. Here's the theory. The skins suck. Yes. What does that mean, Zach? They throw the ball a lot. Because they're going to be down. Right. Okay? He is a top 15 wide receiver play this week. He's He's going against the Giants defense. This is a must start. I mean, no questions asked. Scary Terry is in your lineup. He looks really good. And then the people are like, okay, well, what happens when the quarterback situation changes and they go to what's it? Um, Haskins. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Well, who did Haskins throw the ball to in college? Scary Terry. Wow. So I have a feeling that no matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Keenum, whether it's Colt McCoy, or whether even they bring in Haskins, which, by the way, they shouldn't do this year. That offensive line's a disaster. That's how yeah. you lose a uh, player's confidence. Uh, of course. Uh, Scary Terry's a great start this week. Um, Working off the Daniel Jones magic, Sterling Shepard, you drafted him. He's the wide receiver one. With Eli Manning, he was complete mud. You couldn't couldn't put that guy in the lineup. It was so hard starting. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes in. 6'4", God knows what weight, 250, whatever. Daniel Jones throwing the ball to everybody. Sterling Shepard had seven catches, 100 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, it's a pretty good day. Uh, The Skins... Yeah, their defense is no Stinks. good. Oh, my God. Again, as I said, they made Mitchell Trubisky look good. And by the way. That's hard to do. He does not look good. No. Another story. Yeah. We have plenty of time. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the last guy, uh, we going right back to that game, adding another player to the list. Wow. More o- Monday Night Football? Oil can Tyler Boyd. Wow. Yeah, dude. I love this kid. He's really good. He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah. A.J. Green's replacement. Now, A.J. Green might come back, but right now, um, Boyd's a stud. So if you have Boyd and even you have Ross, um, I like both those plays this week. 
All right, those are the three wide receivers that pass the sniff test for the nose. That is Terry McLaurin. Is that his name? McLaurin, yeah. Sterling Shepard and Oil Can Tyler Boyd. Okay, so we had a whole bunch of positions, quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers that pass the sniff test. If we have players that pass the sniff test, we also have to have players that fail the sniff test. We'll start at the quarterback position. Give me a couple quarterbacks that fail the sniff test. I have loved Josh Allen. You know that. I've been talking about him. I love a quarterback that could get you that sneaky 50 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, the Bills, what's their record? 3-0. Okay, that it is. And it's because, A, their defense is phenomenal. But, B, Josh Allen is the franchise quarterback that they hoped he was. He's a stud. Um, he's going to be a lot more studly down the road. He still makes a little bit of mistakes. And I don't love his weapons still. Uh, but I'm going against him this week. Right now, the Patriots' D is the number one defense in the NFL and number one against the pass. So Josh Allen this week is a guy I've recommended start and have great games. This is when you say, okay, no, I'm not starting him. This is a bad start for Allen. So the guys that we said that we liked earlier, right. a guy like Andy Dalton, Better start than Josh Allen. Interesting stuff. All right, give me a couple more quarterbacks. I'll be brief. We discussed it. Jameis Winston's uh, going to get absolutely pancaked by Aaron Donald. I've never seen. I mean, we've just seen some good players, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I, but not I, at that position. Defensive uh, tackle. Defensive. Warren Sapp. Like, there's very few guys that right. played that nose that tackle position, position right. that have 20 sacks in right. the season. Like, we know how good Cleo Mack is. Right. right. But that's more of like an he LT. Plays, he's an more of like an LT yeah. comparison. Uh, I mean, Dominic and Sue had some years, but no, no. But not like that. No. This guy is the best player in the NFL. Yeah, I believe oh, Okay, it. right. It's hard so, to debate that. So I'm scared for Jameis because he still hasn't learned, and he's going to throw interceptions, and they have really good cornerbacks there, Tlaib, et cetera. Um, keep Jameis on your bench after that big game. Uh, we also discussed it. I, I, I'm sure you're not doing it, but don't start Gardner Minshew. I, again, people are excited. People love the hype, and sometimes – you just put a guy in the lineup because, you know what? He can't do any wrong. The mustache is not going to cut it against the Broncos. It's not a good start. It's on the road. Let's see how he does after this game. And then let's then, then we'll recap that maybe next week. All right, those are the quarterbacks that fail the sniff test this week. Gardner Minshew, Jameis Winston, the crab legs himself, and Josh Allen. All right, give me a couple running backs that fail the sniff test this week. Um, Frank Gore, who I recommended Last week, I'm saying, let's just keep him on the bench for this week. Uh, the Patriots just are stopping everybody now. Again, they've played a team like the Dolphins, so that skews their defensive numbers. But um, Frank Gore is a guy that I'd be putting on my bench this week. Um, the whole combination of Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, the Buccaneers running back situation, it's a mess. Um, for those who want to know, I rather I prefer Ronald Jones. I think he's actually looking pretty studly, um, and I think that he will have some very good matchups in the near future. Just not against Aaron Donald. I'm all against the Tampa Bay offense. Yes, you have to start Mike Evans, right. and yes, Chris Godwin's probably a good start. You probably just don't have players that could go and plug in Mike better Evans, than Mike Evans, second or third round pick, and you know you're not going to sit that guy, listen, right? Mike Evans, you start, and you know, and hopefully, you know. They might be down a lot, and he'll get some d dirty touchdowns late. And then the last guy, um, looking like a little bit of a bust right now, David Montgomery. High pick in a lot of drafts. Oh, guys on, you know, someone like Lewis Riddick on ESPN saying before the season, this guy looks insane, he looks great, all the right things. He's looked very marginal. He's he's like an RB4 right now for me. I don't 
believe in him right now. He has flashes, but that's it. it's a flash here and there. I'm overall very down on the Bears, and when you're going against that Vikings team, yeah, no. No, you don't want to no. do that, right? No, yeah. get David Montgomery out of your lineup. All right, running backs that fail a sniff test this week, Frank Gore, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, and David Montgomery. All right, brings us to the wide receiver position. Give me three wide receivers this week that fail the sniff test. Uh, yeah, so Day-Day Westbrook looks like he's going to get Chris uh, Chris Harris Jr. on the outside. That's a complete lockdown right. player. done. Zero. Um, Zip. So I'm not starting Day-Day this week. Uh, anybody on the Jacksonville I'm going to do is my DJ Shark song. DJ Shark. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, that's what happens <laughs> when you have kids. Right. We, we both do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm already looking at you with my middle finger. Yeah. You should. Um, okay, so this next one's a little little tough for me. Calvin Ridley. This is your ultimate guy right now that is a boom bust player. You know, one week he's having two touchdowns and 150 yards and the next week he's getting you three fantasy points. Right. Um I I'm not a fan of the big boom bust player and this week they're going against the Titans who have a very nice secondary and you know who's getting the ball. Julio Jones is on fire and Matty Ice is getting him the ball uh, with Mohamed Sanu and there and and Ridley I'm just saying you could start him because you might not have better options but if you do have pretty good options I want to see more consistency out of Ridley and that we're not seeing that right now so um, overall if you have a player that you could plug in for him I would recommend it if not you know ride or die boom or bust that's it could have a good game might not all right give me one more what I believe to be the best cornerback in the game right now is a dude named Tredavious White, and we've discussed him a lot. He's in Buffalo. He's a stud, and he's going to be locked up against Josh Gordon. So Flash overall is not a great start this week. You know, I know he's going to get a few targets, but if you watched uh, Tom Brady work last week and you go through the stat line, he literally spreads the ball out to so many different receivers. You got Dorsett getting catches. You, you just... It obviously Edelman got hurt, and we have to see what happens there. Right now, we don't know as of this moment when we're doing this podcast what he's going to be all about. But um, I think Gordon's going to get matched up against White, and if that's the case, it's a bad scene. So uh, again, I just want you to scale your expectations. Another thing, like Ridley or Josh Gordon, I wouldn't recommend these guys for daily fantasy leagues. Right, that's just a bad play. Again, I know you might have to start them in these deeper leagues that you're in. I'm just saying. Probably not a great start, though. If you can get away from him, get away from him. All right, three wide receivers that fail the sniff test this week. Day-Day Westbrook, Calvin Ridley, and Josh Flash Gordon. All right, brings us to one of my favorite parts of the podcast here. It's the uh, most anticipated part of the podcast each week. It's when Nose gives you one player he la 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 loves this week in fantasy. So for week four of the NFL fantasy season, the Nose pick of the week is... All you guys could just go out there and witness it yourself if you want to because this is going to be probably, after the breaking news that is going on right now, the last week we could recommend Austin Eckler. Wow. The, uh, I was about to say the San Diego Chargers, and I still want to say I did San- it on San Diego radio, don't worry. You did? I went on a San Diego radio station and said, you guys this week when we play you. It is them, don't and worry. And he goes, dude, it's not us. And I went, oops. The only thing that made me feel better was Andre Ware who is a broadcaster. Great quarterback. Great quarterback oh. for the Cougars, Houston Cougars. Booked a flight to San Diego instead of Los Angeles. He was calling the Chargers game. I don't believe you. They told me live on the air. I don't believe you. And I, they, they said I was not dunce number one. I was dunce number two for the week. No, 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 no. There's Andre dunce Ware, number one, and then that's it after that. Andre Ware booked a flight, 
to cover the Chargers game for the radio, I'm assuming, and booked it to San Diego, not L.A. Clearly, Andre Ware is not big enough that he doesn't have other people doing his booking. Right, for him. right. I was thinking and about I, that, too. Now I Me, I would do that because I would get a cheap airfare. I feel bad yeah. for him. Yeah, I don't feel bad. That's... I didn't feel as bad anymore, but I did go into San Diego radio station and say you guys. Well, the news out by the time you listen to it is totally not breaking is that Go figure, Melvin Gordon's realizing I'm losing $330,000 a game by not playing, okay? So what is he doing? Because he's coming back week 10 no matter what because of the whole— uh, you, you got to get your year uh, you know, uh, accumulated, and otherwise it doesn't count. It's a big BS no, rule. No, it's not. Everything. He's, he's going to be a restricted free agent or not based on and, coming back on week right. 10. And you want to make your most money by being unrestricted, not restricted, so that's what happens there. But, yes, Thank the God news as of now as we're taping from Schefter and Ian Rapport and all those guys is that Melvin Gordon won't play this week even if he reports today— uh, or tomorrow, or before Sunday, it'll be for week five of the yeah, NFL season at the minimum. He don't need to because the Chargers are going to win by 25. Uh, right. I mean, it's going to be a week you should just – although if you need good stats, it's probably a good week to play. This is Austin Eckler, the nose pick of the week, right. going against the Dolphins, who are dead last against the rush, and they also give up a hell of a lot of points against the pass. And Austin Eckler is going to catch six to seven balls. He's going to score multiple touchdowns. He's going to have his last hurrah because after this week, it might go back to the Melvin Gordon show. Sure. And we're going to discuss that because my initial thought is they're not just going to hand the ball to Melvin Gordon uh, 25 times. No, no, no it'll they're be a crowded eat, backfield. It's going to be a bad situation because Justin Jackson is pretty darn good, too. Didn't Night, he touchdown last He sure week? did, yeah. and he looked really good doing it. So, um, listen, Austin Eckler's the nose pick of the week. I like Enjoy it. it. Uh, I think he's going to have a big one. And then after this, we, we're going to have to reassess everything. And fortunately now, me and you have two hours to discuss fantasy football. Zach, I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, eight, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. on Thursday nights from now on. Uh, outside of something in a Canes Hoops broadcast or Florida Panthers broadcast, we'll be live for two hours taking your calls, tweets, texts, the whole deal. We'll give all the information that Nose gives out in a live two-hour show on Thursday nights. Nose pick of the week, Austin Eckler versus the Miami Dolphins. Nose, we did it. Volume 35 is now over. The Reggie Lewis edition for the Nose, the Christian Okoye edition for me. So, have a great time this weekend. Enjoy all the games from Thursday Night Football, Sunday all day long, Sunday Night Football, and Monday Night Football. We will talk to you next week again on the podcast. Good luck to everyone in fantasy football this week, unless you're playing me. It's Zach and the News. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.